Hey guys, Sean here, and just a bit of a cold opening to this week's episode of the podcast. Um, in this episode of the podcast, we're going to be talking about our recovery strategies. I'm going to hear myself, um, Eric, and Connor talking about how we did different marathons and talking about what we did after the marathon. I just want to have this cold opening for two reasons. One, what we're saying here is what we found works for us, and you'll see there'll be a bit of uh, conflicting um, theories on it. For example, on a during this podcast, I'll talk about how as soon as I finish a marathon, I'll wear compression clothing, and then Connor will be like, "Oh, well, that that doesn't really work for me. I I think that's a bit of BS. That's not really a good thing to to, to use, and there, there's not much behind it." Whereas I also would have done. Um, maybe an ice but not an ice bath Jeez, too cold for an ice bath but what I also have done um, Epsom salts baths and who knows that they definitely work so the idea behind that is that you know correlation and causation what's exactly happening here these are just more what we think works for us and you'll notice throughout this episode that one of us out of the four is particularly quiet and that's why it's a two part part in this uh of this podcast on recovery strategies and i'll get to the reason why at the end of this podcast enjoy hey guys sean here and welcome to episode eight of the any given run day podcast i'm here joined once again with eric connor and aaron on shot and um, we're going straight into today's episode and last week we talked a lot about people getting like Connor was saying in his endurance circuit and stuff like that getting close to getting sick and Eric was talking about zone 4 zone 5 heart rates what we're going to talk about a little bit today we're going to kick off the, the podcast talking more about recovery strategies and how we're getting on there and and two weeks ago Aaron you were talking about the fact that you even looked at a foam roller and your calves were in bits after it so um how, your first 5k run you went straight onto the foam roller afterwards would you use the foam roller a lot and, and how's that going for you uh, so no first 5k run I just kind of suffered the next day and probably the next three and then I realised uh, this is actually really sore and I started like hobbling into work wasn't able to really walk that properly that well. <laughs> oh, I you said that two, two episodes ago. <laughs> but uh, so my, like my my calf was really bad in my right foot. I I don't know what it was. Just like it slowly got better. But like I got on the phone with it the first time. I was just like, okay, this is gonna be sore now. This is gonna be sore. I just use one leg, put all my weight in one leg, and we were anting. It's like, oh no no no, two legs, two legs, and then just, <laughs> he, he eased it into it, and we just like finally got it going. And I was like, okay feels a bit better and the next day it was a little it was a bit better and I've started to kind of do that after runs now and it's just saves me you you would use a foam roller after you run you go straight to the foam roller for a little bit and then yeah just that's how you use it just yeah just do that then I think like because your muscles warm then that's my kind of okay. idea of thinking behind it I don't know if I should I'm not no, no you say as if I'm going to come at you with an argument like well the science says this no I'm not going to do that I'll do it in two three minutes I'll talk to Aaron I'll do it to Connor but um, no but the way I look at foam runners is um, actually I'm going to do it right now if it helps if you find it helps you then there's no there's no um, issue it's the same as stretching there's, there's not much studies done on whether stretching actually is good for you or not uh, especially before you do a workout and even afterwards there, there's not many studies that conclude that stretching is great for you but for some people they need to stretch afterwards and once they stretch after after a session they feel better mentally physically and they're able to go about the day and if they don't get that stretch in if they're delayed in time they feel like they're stiff and they don't feel too good and you're like 
well the science says that you know it doesn't make a difference but they're like I know how I feel I know how my body feels and it feels better when I stretch so who's right I'd say the person that feels better going through that that, that, that session whereas placebo or not is irrelevant the fact they feel better stretching uh, the fact that you feel better foam rolling iron after you do a run and you're able to have that kind of I'm not just going to walk have a shower whatever you're you're in that mindset get a bit of foam rolling get the body moving I'm not sore afterwards doing that great more, more power to you um, uh, uh, you were saying Connor about just, just to switch gears a small bit on that um, you put a post about guns um, massage guns I should mm. emphasize yes don't our second amendment and all this don't take our guns um, no um, what would you use that before training after training the same as Aaron or what's going on yeah so look I, I, I suppose even just to bring it back a step so I mean at the moment my recovery um it, 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 it it's pretty I suppose kind of it's pretty standard in the sense I, I would have uh, from a product standpoint I, I use a, a foam roller so I have a, a really good one from um, uh, is a trigger point or, or a trigger point therapy and it's a particularly hard one which I, I quite like it kind of really kind of digs into my muscles and I, I find that really beneficial I'd have a kind of a resistance band then as well or, or a, a T-band and then I usually use a Schlitter as well for kind of for pinpointing the, the areas um, but one thing that I, I've looked into recently is these per- percussive therapy guns and for anyone that doesn't know what they are it's basically like it looks like a drill and what it does is it's um, there's an attachment at the top which basically um, like it, a tennis ball it's, it's, it's like a tennis ball and it, it basically it, it moves in a way that's, um, that you can uh, put it on, on your muscles and it allows it basically to uh, to, to relax and release the, the, the lactic acid and the, and the tension so, for so as someone who spends a lot of time on a foam roller um, usually anywhere from you know 20 to 30 minutes after a session um, because particularly after hurling pitch sessions my legs tend to be very heavy and muscles quite tight um, anything that I can do to improve that process is you know is obviously going to be beneficial um, you know aside from that um, we actually obviously recovery is, is paramount to you know to any kind of high High performance, or even any non-high performance yeah. sport you play, but what we have for for GA is we have a a chart which basically outlines a number of activities that promote recovery. So things like uh, drinking a protein shake or eating a high protein meal, uh, having an Epsom salt bath or an ice bath, and um, you know getting seven, eight, or nine hours sleep, um, and it attributes points to them to each of those activities. And the idea is that after a session or a match or a run, um, that you would do. A certain amount of activities to qualify for a hundred points. So I think, for example, uh, fifteen minutes of foam rolling is ten points. Drinking a protein shake is twenty points. And um, you know, a hot and cold shower is fifteen points. Uh, an Epsom salt bath is fifty points. And then you know, I think if you're lucky enough to get nine hours sleep, that would be fifty points. Mm-hmm. Now, I'll go in the limer and say if I get if I get six and a half to seven, I'm doing really well. Um, but you know we would obviously work through that and, and look for most people anyway eating is is generally something that you do anyway um but it is that you're you're kind of engaging in enough um enough of the right activities to to promote recovery 20 minutes in a form order after a session talk us through that yeah it's painful it's self-inflicted torture and i stand by that <laughs> <laughs> no i mean like 20 i mean I have a short attention span um, yeah. 20 minutes on a foam roller yeah. what, what are you spending like 10 minutes on a on a body part going through that or so So for me I mean I have to so and look I mean part of it comes down to the time of the year I mean at the moment the, the ground that we're running in on you know during a hurting session it's incredibly dense you know and soft so when you're trying to push off for a sprint you know you're having to engage your glutes and your, and your calves and your hamstrings as well 
um, to a level which you know later on in the year you probably won't. So right. when I finish a session, um, you know I tend to find that my, my calves and my hamstrings in particular are quite tight. Um, so what I really do is I, I, I and something I suppose that I've only learned really in the last couple of months that recovery for me is you know and, and being able to perform at the level and in the manner that I want to, um, it's crucial. So you know for me what I do is I take those twenty minutes you know uh, as soon as I can. Um, and I'll work my way from from my feet right the way up to my lower back and I'll hit everything from my calves to obviously my hamstrings my quads my glutes everything. two three minutes on each muscle with yeah. the forward order yeah so usually I mean sometimes I go a little bit longer five but I mean usually what I'll do is I'll do initially two to three minutes and move my way up and then if there's something that's particularly tight still I'll, I'll put a little bit more focus on that I might bring the schlitter in um, and kind of you know pinpoint areas that are particularly sore or tight and again that's kind of the idea of where the percussive therapy gun would come into play because instead of you sitting on a foam roller or on a foam roller or a schlitter for 20 minutes you'd be able to sit down um, you know and kind of just work your way through the body uh, and being able to pinpoint those those spots as you go along and you use that gun for well I haven't I haven't spotted yet I mean I'm, okay. look, I'm looking into it and look there's I suppose there's so many different different products and, and, and brands in the market I mean um, you know it's kind of a bit of a minefield in terms of you know what you buy and obviously there's a, there's a number of knockoffs as well as far as I can see you know there's a couple having resources um, you know that are used by, by physios and, and sports teams so uh, you know, Tim Tam is one Hypervolt um, you know that seem to produce really good products there's a number of Irish brands as well um, that I've looked into so I think it's something that I'll probably invest in a bit like Eric and you're watching me you, kind of, you said something really um, really good it's like uh, you know uh, buy once buy cheap buy twice buy, buy cheap buy twice exactly so I'm kind of conscious that I don't want to do that um, you know I think that's because of the level of activity that, that I'm undergoing at the moment something like that paying that little bit extra is going to be beneficial in the long run yeah you hit a lot of great points there um, especially I love that chart we're getting different things in I love how highly valued sleep is because I think that's the, for me it's the cheapest, most underutilized tool for recovery is sleep. But to get back to foam roller for a second, Eric, am I right in saying you'd use more foam roller at a start of a session rather than the end? Yeah, I right. use it as a starter. Um, more so, I'm terrible at stretching. Mm-hmm. Terrible. When I'm going on a run, the process is clothes on, shoes on, start, watch, go. And that's that's yeah. it. I'm terrible at stretching for a run. Something I'm trying to get better at. Um, particularly when I'm just trying to get a quick half hour recovery run in I'm like it's going to be slow but I, I need to kind of switch that focus um, so the way I would do it is before I go into any particularly my big sessions where I'm going to be alternating pace from fast to slow um, I will spend a lot of time on the back baller uh, foam roller machine so I'll do my conditioning exercises and I'll do my single leg squats I just find it kind of warms up the muscles particularly in around the knees and ankles that are going to take a beating for an hour an hour and a half um, and then I use backballer just because it's for me brilliant I'm a tall guy my job requires a lot of sitting standing moving a bit of everything Yeah. and I find that my lower back would take a lot of the strain as well and a lot of the, the everyday things so I think for me it is a fantastic utility tool um, in terms of getting everything uh, like Aaron said my calves particularly when we got back into this process I hadn't trained for a long time went way back 8 weeks ago Um to go at my calves was excruciating at the start but it eases and the blood flow gets into it it gets a bit easier so I'd find probably I, I never time it I just kind of start at the bottom and work my way up and probably do a few push ups in between and just kind of a squat in between each kind of segment just to break it up a little bit and in a sense a little warm up I'm warm up my arms my shoulders my legs I'm not doing like you guys are doing in terms of bench press and this and that I'm just 
loosening the body and strengthening it in in a nice little way but the the foam roller I find essential because I'm so bad at the stretching beforehand and yeah. stretching afterwards I just think it is a great reset for the body and it, just just on that because you, you mentioned it's a it's a back baller you use so yeah. so I, I've seen I've seen it I know I know what it looks like but yeah. um but how how do you find it compares to just just a general foam roller damn thing doesn't slide away from you it doesn't <laughs> you're you're sure. based on this this machine and you move on it pretty much so it's it's on kind of a slightly raised plastic platform and there's two foam roller inlets mm. and you can adjust there's two little adjustment positions one is slightly higher than the other and um, beauty about back as well is it gives you the workouts it shows you the position even on the side of it there's printed pictures one for your calves one for your glutes one for this one for your back I believe they have a lot more online I haven't used them because of what I found and, and in, I'm lucky enough in the aquatic centre they have it on the wall mm. so I just work my way through a lot mm. of the stuff and um, but it's to me that's the best part around it it's quite big in terms of it'll take up a lot of space in the gear bag and that's why I understand a lot of people have the other foam roller because you can bring it through a session slightly easier yeah um, uh, I see a lot of people now with gear bags and stuff and the foam roller is through the, the, the sling of it it's, ah. and it's on it so it's easy to bring whereas back water you wouldn't necessarily yeah. be bringing everywhere so I can understand why people would bring that before a race and stuff to have one it's the same principle it's just I find that one is great especially in a gym where you're surrounded by people on mats and I'm long enough so when I'm doing my IT band I'm sliding nearly a yeah. metre one way and sliding a metre the other you know yeah, like, the fear. so and the, the, uh, the foam roller is running but I find that the foam rolling definitely has changed really helped me particularly with the knees uh, the muscles above the knees the hips the lower back um, and the calves as well like a, a lot of us have trouble with the calves the yeah. runs the calves but it's <clears throat> just great for for the recovery yeah I mean I, I would use um, foam roller for a minute two max I, I couldn't go on along but all, like, I would use it when I walk into a gym I get the back baller out and I would use it just it's literally there just to help me warm up the muscles a small bit before I start doing my mobility my activation thing so I, I, I'd use it for my quads hamstrings calves uh, maybe a little bit the back just to open up my chest a little bit and then after that I'm into my um like planks, shoulder taps, working the core, glutes and that kind of thing. I'd use it basically just to, as a quick intro, just to ease me into the workout, have a little think about exactly what I'm doing ahead, just to, to set myself up. Kind of like what I was talking about earlier with the, in a previous episode, with, with how I'd set myself up for running, getting the bug, the, the music playlist, Spotify going, something on the TV or, or, or that kind of thing. Um, I, it's mad that we use it for all, for all different things, that, yeah. that, that works for us and there's no, one real right what right way as long as it's something that's that that that's right right for you as well it's how you feel and yeah. the way i gauge do i need to do more on calves or not is how sore are they so if they're quite sore i'll spend the time until they're no longer a sore and that's how i gauge that okay i can move on to the next part and some if i've been only doing it and only done a light session in between i could go in there and be like right calf fine left calf fine move up no problem in the yeah season. and then it could be five minutes but then there's days after a long session on a Sunday where I'm like oh sore and that's where I just spend the time to work with the foam roller get the knots out of the muscles it's like if people have I don't know if anyone's ever been woken up in their sleep with a knot in their shoulder or tension in their shoulders and you can feel a knot in there mm-hmm. but they exist everywhere for me my calves hamstrings quads everything tightens up uh, backs and shoulders and that's why I, I find by loosening out all those knots getting the proper blood flow into the area. The muscles are working the way they need to be. We're going for an endurance race. So you want everything to be in the right frame and the right little 
base, I suppose. So you can you can try and do the best marathon time you can. I find there's a there's a fine line between getting the knots out and not spending too much time that knot where I'm even more sore yes. and inflamed yeah, up exactly. a little more. And so, um, I'd use uh, his. I'd never pronounced that way because I never played the sport. But slither? Did you put Schlitter. three or four H's in there? Slither. I'd I'd use that on, on my glutes. Just I literally twenty thirty seconds. Just one cheek. Just roll around. Same. <laughs> and people look. What is he at? But I find it helps do some for me back and stuff. And I'd literally twenty seconds after use the foam roller, and, and I'm good to go there. Sorry, I cut you off or something. Like that. No. Oh, sorry, I thought you could have put you off there. I, thought I just had to. Yeah. Schlitter. Schlitter. Every day's a school day and I learned something new there. Schlitter. That's what they say down in there. But you, can, um, you, ma- you mentioned, I mean, that it's funny how we all use a similar product but we use it completely differently. And, and you just alluded to it's about, I suppose, you know, warming up for, um, you know, for, for purpose. So, in the same <laughs> yes. way, I, I use the. the I use the, the foam or nearly exclusively for recovery because I know that when we go out and do a pitch session, you know, our warm up is going to be. Uh, focused around warming up in a manner that's uh, that's similar to how we're going to perform in the field. So, you know that's you know that's why I wouldn't use it for for a warm up. But obviously, in the same way, you know, Eric, because you're going to be you know jumping on a bike or, or something like that, or, or you're obviously going to be doing a gym session. You know, it's so important to be able to warm up the muscles in a way that you know obviously it's going to be um, going to be beneficial then for the activity you're going to going to undertake. And you hit on as well part of your scale. I've never heard of the scale, and it's only that you've mentioned it. I was like, oh, I do that. Yeah, it's a pretty good yeah. deal. Like, I've, I've racked up a few points there. How of those be, I suppose, I've got probably the sickest I've been in a long time. I rarely get sick, but took a dose of man flu and every flu, and the whole lot it attacked me. Um, and since then, I've been very conscious of well, how did I get so run down? One, diet probably wasn't great, did a lot after Christmas probably wasn't getting in all the stuff and I've started to take as well I know other people do different things mm-hmm. but I've started using the deterrent oils I've put up a couple of posts about them but I suppose it's kind of like an experiment to myself to see because I know my diet is great I eat what I can what whatever is there mm-hmm. I'm not great at meal prep um, for now but it will be something I'll change I just kind of eat lunches in work and whatever's on the menu that's what I'm eating you're not a big vegetable person are you I eat them because okay. I know I have to. Yeah. But I wouldn't be like, oh, I can't wait to get <laughs> a big can of broccoli. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> you want to give me a kilo of chicken wings or a kilo of carrots? I know which way I'm going. But it's um, I started to take multivitamins, cod liver oils, stuff that I've neglected, um, to make sure that at least my body has everything. Because we're talking about recovery, and when I'm getting my sleep, sometimes you can have a broken one. But I'm making sure that I have at least something in there. The vitamins. Uh, that I need to recover and I find Deterra it's well, the way they advertise less chemicals more the goodness and it's oil based and it's more permanent with the cells And so I'm trying it just to see I'll let you know how it goes but I have noticed a big difference in my energy levels I've noticed my recovery is a lot better my sleep is a lot better there's, there's little oils you can get like lavender oils as well that you just rub behind your ears and stuff before bed and I haven't not that I haven't had a dream but I have slept the whole yeah. way through and yeah. woken up and been fresh um, they've, they've a lot of great things to do and I know we're, we're plugging them and again we'll highlight that we're just we're gonna if I didn't find it good I'd slay it yeah. um, and that's what we're, we're honest about everything we're talking about um, but I have to say I've noticed a big difference and uh, probably a lot of people out there probably do neglect those other elements of their life in terms you, of recovery yeah absolutely and sleep uh, and you said uh, Sean like, I mean sleep is just it's, it's the cheapest uh, recovery tool that's out there yeah. um, 
I disagree because sadly I, I don't sleep very well um, you know there was a you pay for sleep I pay for sleep yeah okay uh, <laughs> I'm free to pay for yeah. sleep <laughs> <laughs> I'd be waiting for a month there's a business opportunity there <laughs> but, but, um, but I, I went through a period of time where you know I, I was sleeping maybe three and a half four hours a night like um, I got to the point which was just completely unsustainable so I invested in two things one was um, uh, zinc and magnesium tablets um, and obviously both are, are kind of they uh, promote uh, good sleep and, and um, muscle relaxant and the other thing was, was CBD and, and look I know it's a little bit of a kind of it's a hot topic at the moment I, I, I'll say it right off the bat it's not something that I'm completely sold on yet because I think that a lot of people sell it as a, as a kind of a, a, a miracle uh, a miracle pill and it's a kind of it's a, a one for all wellness product um, but what I do find is that it helps me get to sleep a little bit quicker okay um, and that at least that I'm put into the frame of mind to sleep um, so, um, so look, that's something that I suppose you know again it's not paying for sleep but it's you know paying to uh, paying to promote good sleep yeah that that, that, that makes sense uh, CBD oil is not something I have much ex- I know I'm not not much experience with it. I do know some people that that um, have used it for sleep, like yourself, uh, anxiety stuff as well. But I I'd be in no position to say, oh, it's definitely good. It's definitely bad thing like that. I, I don't know enough about it. Yeah, and uh, to be totally honest with you there. Yeah, and look, I mean, before I was I took I I I I done a lot of research on and and put it some kind of some from real time into into research and the the, the brand I use it's a, it's from a from two uh, English rugby players actually or one current uh, rugby player. And uh, yeah, no, it's not good to be promoting English products on an Irish podcast. But um, it's it's called four or five CBD. So the way it's tested and uh, and distilled, that there's it's absolutely zero percent THC. So it's completely legal for professional athletes to use, and many do. Um, you know, and I do find that um, certainly putting me into a relaxed state to be able to get to sleep. Um, you know, I do think it works. Now, at the same time, there's been nights where I've had horrible sleep. Um, so is it a perfect product? No. Do I think that it's um, you know it, it, it is this this miracle drug? Probably not. Um, but I, I find it works for me. It's so hard to tell if something's working for you because uh, not 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 getting to your point there. But usually, if you do something like that, you're probably doing two or three different things as well with it. And it's like, what's the exact mm. thing? Now, not not saying you there, no, but no. just just in general, if someone's like you know. Um, you know this this supplement's working great for me. I was like, oh yeah, really? And he dig deep. He was like, yeah, no, I've started going to the gym now three, four times yeah. a week, and my lot of my sleep, I've changed my habits here and now. You're like, yeah. okay, is it this little supplement you're taking, or not degrade any supplement? But is it that, or is it how you've changed everything? Like, uh, not to get into this minefield, but some people would say a lot of vegans are are healthier. It's like, well, they made the mindset to eat that food and why they made the mindset do that they also changed their lifestyle mm. they did this 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 and this as well well I would say we did the marathon last year I would say that my build up my training or lifestyle was a lot better then however I've probably got a worse lifestyle in terms of work is quite busy at the minute and like weddings and stuff and there's a lot of stuff going on yeah. as, at the same time so taking these I have noticed a difference in myself in my energy levels I don't like coffee but I found I'd have to drink a coffee just to stay awake not for yeah. taste I don't enjoy it it's just a necessity caffeine and away I go whereas I found that need has left me even though working more training more so that's why I'm happy to vouch I don't like when I hear people talking about something that's just when we talk about placebos yeah. 
is it a placebo? It could possibly that. I think that, you know, I'm doing better. But then when I break down everything I'm doing, I'm doing a hell of a lot more. Training schedules are a bit all over the place, late night, early mornings. But I'm not struggling anymore. And, and that's on the back of a sickness where I kind of, I'm really conscious to take them to make sure that I'm giving the body every chance I can to recover. Um, so that's why I'm kind of happy to say that the deterrent kind of thing, the daily essentials, it's actually kind of working. You know, I, I find it gives me a little bit extra. And whether it's what you're talking about, what I'm talking about, whether it's cod liver oil or centrum or whatever it is you're taking, if you feel good when you're on it and it's helping you make other positive changes, if by taking those daily tablets you're like, yeah, that's good, I'm giving myself that. And maybe I won't eat the sweets as well because, you know, that's just counteracting the good things. Yes. One positive change can lead to many others. And whatever it is you do, um, I think it, it can all work. And on the other point, then recovery, talking into recovery and the essential oils and stuff, the creams we talked about for recovery, another great part I do think, and you've touched on it with the cold baths and the hot showers, I tend to use gyms that have saunas, saunas and cold showers. So after I've done my session, even though my heart rate would kind of up and I find it really, really hard to sit into the sauna, mm-hmm. but going from the hot to cold, I actually don't credit enough for yeah. the recovery and sleep. I find myself after going through the sauna, the hot, the cold, I'm ready for bed. I don't know what it is about it. Maybe everyone's different, but I am like, literally, I'm worried for the drive home. I'm like, I need to get home and get into bed as quickly as possible. It's something that I would definitely dedicate more of the podcast to because I'm such a big fan of saunas and I genuinely think that it did help me get through the last marathon I did because I signed up to the gym across the road for the sole reason of using the sauna. I maybe once or twice, <laughs> genuinely, I, I used it, because I had free access to, to my own gym with the, with the personal training, and I did maybe three or four runs in the treadmill, but it was genuinely, the, the, the thing was the sauna, it was a cold shower into the sauna, and I want to have uh, more of the studies and stuff why I think that, on a future episode of the podcast, so I'm not saying stuff that's not true, but there is some incredible uh, statistics on, on saunas, which is, it's insane that if I say out loud, I'll be like, oh, actually, is it really that high? So I want to get that in a future episode. Before I leave, uh, before we leave this week's podcast, I want to talk about two really quick things that you touched on earlier with your, your chair. One is Epsom salt bats. Now, I use them after a big run. I used it after the last two marathons I did, uh, the half marathon. I've probably had around four or five in the last two, three years. I have no idea if they work. None. What do you guys think of that? Just out of curiosity. Okay, okay I'll, I'll jump in because I suppose I've, I've used them a couple of times and, and in the same way I've used hot baths and, and, and Epsom salt baths. I, I do find that there's a difference with the Epsom salt. Now, really? I, I'm, I'm trying to think now, it's something that isn't it, does magnesium or something, or tie magnesium or something that and your body can absorb it and thus um, decreasing muscle soreness, I think is the science behind it. Right. I don't want to swear to that, but I think that's what it is, which in principle makes sense. Um, no difference to taking the, the magnesium tablets which, which I do but I have found that uh, oftentimes recently and in the past I would come out you know come off the field after a, a, a tough game I picked up a couple of knocks or, um, or, or or just my muscles were sore and I would run a bath that would be as hot as I could possibly you know possibly manage it um, and I had two cups of you know of Epsom salt in it yeah. and after 15 or 20 minutes I'd find that you know definitely I felt much fresher and my legs felt better in the same way taking a hot bath I would feel quite good after it but I wouldn't find that it had done the same level of good so I, I certainly advocate Epsom salts uh, just, just anyone else be really stupid getting into a really hot bath or is it just me that's a little 
that like it's like you dip uh, the toe yeah. and you go ah no yeah no it's crazy just to pick up on that I just realised I have a laptop in front of me so I can check that out and and magnesium sulfate is an inorganic salt with the formula blah 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 basically that's is Epsom salt so it is definitely magnesium and the last thing I would do um, but just with that as well you're taking 45 minutes to sit in a warm plane for your muscles and relax, relax. yeah you're Epsom salt or not like we, everyone lives in a busier lives and everyone seems to be getting busier but like taking 45 minutes to sit soak your muscles hopefully as you've said we look into the magnesium but you're, you're taking that time to just chill out you're de-stressing aren't you yeah, yeah. yeah. It, which is good and speaking of de-stressing I think one of, one of the tools that I use a lot uh, especially when I was doing personal training is breathing so when I, I finish a session session with someone I'd have them um, I'd go off and app on it just because it's easier to cue it they, they lie down their feet up on the bench straight after their, their, their finisher pretty much or they might stretch a little bit depends on the person uh, you, you take a big deep breath in for 3-4 seconds you'd hold 3-4 seconds slowly breathe out 3-4 seconds and hold you do that 8 or 9 times and it would just get your heart rate from up here to like 80-90% to right down to 50-60 just gets everything back going again instead of being all stressed and jittery back out on the road or, or wherever you have to go and it has the same not the same but it's similar to to what you were saying Eric with the, the cold water showers and, and the sauna just kind of relaxes you after a session starts the recovery process for whatever you did during when it was gym running uh, or, or whatever it is just kind of eases back into it um, yeah, and to, to conclude the whole thing I think it's recovery is just one of those things that no one really programs for but if you did it a lot more you could probably get a lot more out of your sessions and, and get more sessions to, to a week yeah absolutely definitely. yeah and do whatever makes you feel good. Yes. And that's the important. That's it. I mean, if someone says to you, well, this and this doesn't mean, says, you know, the studies say this isn't good, this isn't good. If it works for you, it works for you. You know, and, and there is something to that where if it's working for you for each and every session, just, just go with it. Um, kind of a long one today, lads, but. Um, what do we do? We're, we're, we're so sorry. Hitting the 30 minutes there in the podcast. So Hopefully you guys got some of you said on that podcast. I know we had a bit of uh, conflicting views, but you might find that so do let us know yeah let us know uh, comment on the, the Instagram post we put this one up on let us know tag any of the three of us because at AA Ron is not on Instagram just yet nudge nudge wink wink maybe hitting us something there Aaron I don't know probably <laughs> 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 no, thanks for listening to the podcast thank you for sharing it and from the four of us take care you've probably just listened to that episode and thought okay I got what I want out of it on recovery strategies. Where can you really go with that for a part two? There should be just a part. That's it. Recovery strategies. In fairness, we went for a lot longer than we did. 30 minutes talking about that. There's really nothing else we could talk about. We had our own opinions on it. That's it. What you're about to hear is after I stopped the microphone and we we're getting ready to do one more episode of the podcast, one out of the four of us didn't quite talk about his opinion his true opinion on what he really felt and you're about to hear what he really felt and why there's going to be a part two of the podcast which i hope will be a bonus episode online from this thursday thank you once again for listening to this week's episode of the podcast and please do comment on the instagram post and all the rest on what you find are good recovery strategies that work for you and we'll talk about them as well next week on the podcast take care 
always had his gap for a lot of shite. What? The salts, the rubs. I don't know. The O would be nice. How's your, how's your calves? Yeah. Well, I'm not talking about the foam roller. Foam roller is a physical thing, like. It's my fashion release, yeah. The O would have been absolutely brilliant. What? Just out of pure. I don't know if this ever crossed your mind. Saying that to the mic. Ah, I don't know. Yeah. But that's, yeah, yeah. that's genuine. That's what we want. I, I would, I would. People who are listening are going, I don't believe in that shit. And you need yeah. you to say that. Yeah. That is exactly how These we're starting to go through your head and you're sitting inside of That is exactly how we're starting to go through your head. I'm just like, yeah, yeah, should I really fucking something feel like that? I know, I know. Yeah. Genuinely. We're even saying, do whatever works for you. You're just going to go, I don't do that. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's bullshit? <sighs> come on, man. I'll wait for him to come back. And that is how we're starting to podcast. There is no right or wrong thing. I'm not going to say anymore. I'm going to say it on the podcast. <clears throat>